everyone. We just want to let you know that the Hockey Podcast Network has partnered with Tankathon and Cool Hockey for the NHL Draft Lottery Contest. So uh, here's how you enter. You go to tankathon.com slash NHL. You click Sim Lottery to create a 15-team simulation. You then screenshot your favorite outcome, and then you submit your entry by commenting with it below the post. Uh, you can find that post on the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter page, as well as retweet it on ours. Uh, and then what you do is you make sure to tag a friend and retweet the post, uh, one entry per account. If you get all 15 teams correct, uh, you can win a $200 gift card courtesy of CoolHockey.com. And uh, for all other rules and information, uh, check out the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter page. Thanks, everyone, and uh, enjoy the episode. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to another episode of the Grip Per 60 podcast, Cody Eakins is good edition. Mm. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> that voice you just heard is coming to you live from Gainesville. Hey everyone, it's Brendan. And I'm Connor Farrell, you can call me TC. Question. Okay. Is Cody Eakin good? No, but he did have a but he did have a good game. He's got like four points in the last three games or something ridiculous. Like he's only been on this team for a week and a half, and I feel like he's getting a goal and an assist in about every game he's played. Yeah, but like when you have to understand that like goals are very, um, like I don't want to say random, but they're very isolated events. I guess where I'm looking for. There are lots of things that are happening when Cody Eakin is on the ice that's not a goal that is very ungood. However, and this is important, he did have a good game against Arizona. And you, you, you know why he's having good games? Why? Because they finally put Line A and Ellers on the same line together, and I'm a genius. Tell me I'm okay. wrong. Tell I'm just, me I'm wrong. I'm just not going to argue with you right now. There's nothing to argue. Am I, 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 I'm a genius, and it is an objective fact. I went over this in the last episode. You weren't here. Um, welcome back, by the way. Thank you. Welcome back to Adam Lowry as well. Who is uh, playing center instead of my boy Andrew Cop? But you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's a little bit, little bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Particularly with that line being the only line below fifty percent Corsi four. At five on five. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We took Jensen Harkins out of the lineup. So I just want to point out that, so keep in mind with Cody Eakin, like there's a big small sample size alert. Like his numbers, his numbers before the Arizona game were horrendous. Now they're just not quite as bad, but keep in mind, keep in mind, remember the average PDO is like a hundred. Cody Eakin is at 108.2. That's okay. really what is, high. What is what is like standard deviation here? Um, well, let's just say that, you know, how let's, big, how let, big let's is roll, APDO? I was say, let's roll with, um, let's look at the other side of the spectrum, right? So yeah, 108.2, it's roughly eight points above the average. Uh, yeah. There is, the only person below 92, so, you know, another eight points, except in the opposite direction. The only person below 92 is CJ Swiss Seuss. I don't, I don't care. Sice, I think. Sice. Yeah. And he's at 0.88 and that's in one game played. Huh? So not even Yona Luoto, who was literally just a guy. Like he was there because the Jets had nobody else. What, even he is above 92. What is Shifley's PDO? Um, <laughs> uh, 101.8. Oh, I thought he had high PDO because of his shooting percentage. Um, it's gone down because, uh, you know, he doesn't play defense and especially when they pair oh. him with line a and Connor, uh, it turns out that dips your on ice save percentage a bit. <laughs> That's at least like my theory no, because Shifley has, Shifley and Tucker Pullman have the two worst on ICA percentages outside of CJ Swess, who, again, I'm not counting. Sice. Sice. I don't, I, 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 again, I do not care. I've heard it both ways, the right way, and then yours, I've heard it both ways. Don't okay. open any source, I've heard it right and wrong. Come Are you good? On. Yep. Okay. Um, so, what, what did... What did you think of the Arizona game? Uh, By the way, before we talk about this game, this is the only game that's happened since our last podcast. Uh, Currently, the Jets are playing Edmonton, but that's happening right now. Puck drop was probably a few minutes ago. So we're going to focus on this Arizona game, I think, for right now. Uh, But Come on. Clearly, the Jets beating the Knights is an indication that the Jets are one of the premier contenders in the Western Conference. Look, this was this was my evidence that um, I'm actually a genius. They scored their first goal in 30 seconds, uh, following the exact blueprint I laid out for jet success, uh, and almost ran the the Golden Knights team out of the building in the first period, before getting absolutely outplayed in the second two periods. Only, but it's okay, but it's okay only to because by hella Yeah, yeah. You never, you never go full Hellebuck. <laughs> except you do. No, always if, go full Hellebuck. Except you Are have you to. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, you wouldn't have to go full Hellebuck. But uh, have, have you watched this Jets team? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm just <laughs> look at the spreadsheets. The spreadsheets. Watch the game, nerd. Um, just. 
looking at where the goals are scored, I, Brennan, I don't. I think this is going to be the, the, the one episode where I'm not going to say that point shots work. Fair enough. Also, the credit to the Jets in this one, uh, you know, coming back from being down two nothing in a big game for them. Oh yeah. Like it, it's oh. weird for me to say that a game between the Jets and the Coyotes is an important one, but uh, there's a lot of playoff leverage in there. So you get yep. the win, and you don't give the Coyotes a you know a bonus point for taking the game into overtime. I mean, and it's it's in line with what I've kind of noticed about this team throughout the season, and that they're you know you can say what you want about the play driving metrics but they don't really ever stop fighting they're a very tight knit team they fight for each other and when the other team scores they're pretty quick to respond and so when they went down to nothing it's not not uh, a big surprise to see them come back and make that a not only make that competitive but b take the lead and win the game right I don't know if that's in line with what you've been noticing with this team, but. I was thinking about it this morning in that I don't know if I would really want to play this Jets team in the playoffs. Because for as much as I have railed against them this season, and it's deservingly so, because at times they've basically just been an AHL squad this season. But, you know, I think about it. If Hellebuck goes full Hellebuck here, yeah. Say, say the Jets make the playoffs and Hellebuck goes full Hellebuck. Yep. And, you know, maybe Kyle Connor or Shifley or Line 8 get hot. You know, I, it's not completely unfathomable and, to me to see the Jets sort of like PDO their way through like a, a round one upset or something. And, and we get some depth scoring from Jansen Harkins if he's ever in the lineup again. Yeah, exactly. Because we fucking need Nick Shore's penalty kill, I guess. Despite the fact the guy that's returning from injury is a penalty killer. Yeah. What the heck? I don't. I don't get that. That's. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. Jets are winning games right now. This is not. I want to be mad, but I'm not going to be mad. We're cool. But yeah, though that's that's the scenario I was texting you about. So I'm like, if this team gets in, they're probably going to play, like, the Blues, which on paper, oh, goodness, that mm, probably does not go well for the Jets. But if I think Connor Helwick most likely can steal two games. Outright steal two games. But let's for a moment imagine a world where he outright steals three games. Suddenly the Jets are in a game seven. And maybe Connor Helwick doesn't have to steal game seven. Maybe he just keeps the Jets in it. And then maybe Nick Ellers or Kyle Connor or Line A, whoever, does their thing. And somehow they win a game seven. Like, that could, could I mean, a lot could theoretically happen, but it's not. To me, it's not too far outside the realm of probability. I mean, it is outside the realm of probability, but, like, reasonably plausible. Right. Like, I I just think that, again, I don't think the Jets are a good team, but I think they do have 
some aspects that make them a sort of interesting underdog on playoff time, right? Because the biggest like a boogeyman when it comes to playoff hockey is goaltending, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Yaroslav Halak was the original Connor Halak in that sense, you know, when the Canadians just, I still use, I just still use his name as a verb. I say that the Canadians just kind of halak their way to the 2010 Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, right? Right, like if you if you say to a hockey fan, like, oh, that team just halacked their way through that, like they kind of understand that. Yep. And I don't know, like it's just, the Connor Hellebuck X factor makes this team a little hard to understand. Right, and it's like I was talking about this on the last podcast, um, but the big piece that you hear a lot about in playoff runs is a hot goaltender. Well, that's the one piece the Jets have. Right. I mean, I, I know they've got, I keep talking about how in, how much insane talent they have at forward, despite the fact that we're not really seeing the results of that. But the one piece you can rely on is Connor Hallibuck. And if he's going to get a hot in the playoffs, that might just be good enough to win around maybe two i mean you probably need something else yeah thrown well, in there to get that second round win the, but the thing i was gonna throw out there though is the problem with this whole thing is that if they end up drawing the central division winner they they probably can't be their way through them because uh colorado and st louis both have like ridiculously good uh well colorado leads the league in in pdo and St. Louis isn't too far behind at fourth. And both of those teams are getting some crazy good goaltending at 5 on 5. Um, you know, they, losing if, to them, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if they draw Vegas, not really quite sure to think of that. Yes, Vegas has one of the lowest PDOs in the league, but they have also gotten some really good goaltending out of Robin Lehner lately. So is, is Robin Lehner the. The one G over there, not. Well, Flurry's had, had a tough year. Got to go with the hot hand. Oh, absolutely. Um, but as as we're talking about playoffs, it's important to notice the Winnipeg Jets, according to Money Puck, which, as of right now, is my preferred uh, source for playoff odds only because it fits your uh, flyers narratives it it absolutely you you know you're 100 percent correct uh that is exactly why um the flyers currently have the biggest chance to win the stanley cup according to their model they currently have the jets at 34 percent to make the playoffs so we're still in a scenario where the Jets are more than likely not making the playoffs. And this is important to keep up. I mean, we're kind of getting, a, I guess my point is we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves in talking about, well, you don't really want to face the Jets in the first round. Well, they got to get there. Right. And that's basically right in line with what uh, the athletic has. They have the Jets at 34%. Yeah. See, there we go. So we got two different sources. What is, let me see if I can find what Micah has. Fill airspace. I just enjoy how much like the Jets have defied Dom's model at the Athletic because uh, I don't really, I'm not really super in tuned with what his expected winning percentage 
number means, I think, other than, like, I think it's just games you're expected to win, like, the percentage of that. The teams around the Jets are, like, right around 500, a little bit above, a little below. The Jets are at 465. Like, nobody around them is even close to, like, that low of a, of low of a number. Like, even the Blackhawks, who are a couple positions lower than them, have a 478 instead of a 465. So, yeah, the Jets hate the numbers, or the numbers hate the Jets. But Which is problematic for the way we try to run a podcast. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes it's fun to just enjoy an outlier. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, Micah Hockeyviz, Micah Blake McCurdy has the Jets at 42%, which is significantly higher, I think. I think, I think his model likes uh, goaltenders a little more, but I could be wrong on that. See, I can't attach myself to anything that values goaltenders. Um just because goalies are voodoo and don't make any sense. And I had a bona fide uh, goalie on our last episode who agreed with me that goalies are voodoo. So I am taking it now as fact that why rely on goaltending for anything? Unless it is 2019-2020 Connor Hellebuck. This is my TED Talk. The Jets, the Jets are the outlier always. I just like always watching them like disappear off the charts. <laughs> like what? 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 Oh, on the um. Yeah, on like Sean Tierney's or Micah's charts, like the, they always just like fade off into like the bottom left corner of like every chart. Oh yeah, yep. They're literally right next to the word that says bad, and yet here we are, not in the playoffs, but. They've got a chance. They've got a, a legit chance to make the playoffs. And that's kind of basically where I think I put them at the beginning of the year. And I kind of think that's just sort of in tune with most expectations. Yeah, but I think the, the way we, we got here is very different. Oh, yeah. I didn't think we expected them to be almost dead last in expected goals or any play-driving metric. Well, I mean, I say that, but then I think of the Detroit Red Wings, and I realize there, there, there's no way they're actually behind them and, and that sort of thing. But it, this has been a wild season so far, and there's still about a month left. A little less well, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Oh, yeah. So, so uh, apparently, at this point in time, as of recording – there every every option is still available for this league to either play games without fans, um, postpone the regular season, cut the regular season short, postpone the playoffs, what whatever scenario you can think of, there is a possibility that it could happen, and I have no doubt in in my being that the NHL will do the absolute worst decision come to the worst decision that satisfies nobody right and i think for the most part the jets are pretty safe at least in like the near like the short-term future well i mean because they're mostly they're mostly hanging out in in canada brendan not even the coronavirus wants to come to winnipeg 
That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It was funny. Right, but came back to my point, though. Like, they're mostly yeah. hanging out in Canada because they're on the road tonight in Alberta. And then, tonight. And then they'll play the Flames and then the Canucks yeah. on the road. And then they're at home against both the Panthers and the Wild. They won't have to cross the border until they play the Stars and the Predators. I think does, the pre- that, that Predators Canada game is probably in danger. I don't think it's as bad as it is here. I don't know. I haven't seen any uh, Canada-related uh, coronavirus headlines. Vancouver's pretty close to Seattle. I feel like there's coronavirus there. I heard there is coronavirus in South Dakota, so I'm assuming it's everywhere. Um, but, you know. Also, not to get political or anything, but Canada oh, might boy. be better suited to take care of it. But, I don't know. Hey, well, I don't know anything. Mm, that's a different podcast altogether. Uh, Canada only has 100, well, I don't know about only, but they have 103 confirmed cases. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. I would like those numbers per 1,000 people, but. And 14 of those are in Alberta. Does not look like. Oh. Doesn't look like any are in Manitoba, so. Well, but they're going to Alberta. Right, but, I mean, that's still 14 out of 103 people well, out of a big Canadian population. Jets travel to both Al- – well, they're in Alberta right now. Yeah. The the first Alberta is going on as we speak. No My sport. point is they're not like Nashville where Vanderbilt has basically shut everything down. Right. Though the SEC basketball tournament's still going on, but whatever. Well, yeah. Good thing you went to New Orleans for a conference instead. No, oh, d- don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um. Okay. So, where does that leave us? Um. Yeah, I think we'll mostly go back to hockey now. But I, I think we did have to at least mention. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was going on with that? So, you know, by the time this podcast comes out, by the time you're listening to this, the story might be different. We, there might be, the league may have come down and said, well, there's no more league this year, but. That's what the, uh, that's what the NBA just decided. Wait, the NBA is shut down? Uh, Wadge just tweeted, the NBA has suspended the season. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's a minute ago. You're up to date. What the heck? I checked Twitter while we, uh, while we pod. Oh, that's comforting. Um, so if the NBA is doing it, that doesn't bode well for the NHL. So everything how, – how far along in this podcast are we, Brendan? I am not looking at the time. Um, I think we've got like 10 minutes. 10 minutes left, I mean. 10 minutes left. So we wasted 20 minutes on nothing? No. We talked about, we talked about some good stuff. No, but it, my point is it might not matter. 
if the NBA is shutting down their season, I mean, I think the likelihood of the NHL shutting down, well, I say this, but it's who's going to predict what Batman does. I mean, it's just like, I feel like that means the NHL has to postpone or do something, right? Like, who knows what the situation is the next time the Jets play a game? Right. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on things. Don't take hockey um, for granted, kids. Yeah, it's 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 really scary. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Avoid big crowds. What do we do? So wait. So if they if they postpone the season, what are we going to podcast about? That's uh, that's a good question. <laughs> are, is Isha still going to demand two episodes from us? I don't know. Well, uh, maybe this is the last episode of the Gripper 60 podcast. Who knows? Oh, what? I don't know. Maybe we can finally do our around the league show that we've been wanting to do. Mm. <laughs> he just contemplates. Um, okay. Now that we've completely derailed it, do you have any thoughts on uh, coronavirus league stuff before we get back to what we need to be talking about? I mean, I, I think that the idea of suspending the season is interesting because uh, it kind of, you know, it, I mean, it does throw off everything, right? Like, it, oh yeah, you know, players might get rest now, but you know, it's like say let's let's say the Cup finals, for example, are in July. Like, are we still starting up in October? Maybe it's late October. Yeah, you know, maybe it's maybe, you know, they they do it in August and then we don't start till uh, November or whatever. suck and i think there's i mean at that point you know we're talking about what the nhlpa would have to come out and because you you know that's you don't want to end the season in july and then have the players go well we didn't get a break you know we didn't we're going to end up hurting ourselves or something you know player um health standards and all that um, player safety and you know I'm mumbling into gibberish here Brennan save me I mean you know you just have to know that all options are on the table like you know playing in front of no fans I wouldn't hate it if they played without fans I understand why they want to avoid that but for continuity I think it would probably be the best situation uh, so, I mean, we can still watch the games. It just would be, it just wouldn't be in person, um, which doesn't change things for me. But it does change, I guess, the experience of watching the games because you don't have crowd noise or anything. And I don't know if you saw the the video on Twitter today that someone edited the last Stanley Cup final game seven without the crowd noise. And it's kind of sad. Weird. So, Have you ever watched, um, you know, like a few years ago when they had the riots in Baltimore and they made the Orioles play behind closed doors? Yeah. Did you Have, have you ever seen like the game audio from that? I think it so, is, but it's been a while. Yeah. It is bizarre. Like, oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. No. 
that is not an ideal situation. But I just, I personally don't like the idea of like postponing games. Like, I don't know. It just feels weird. Right, but as soon as a player goes down with it, like, oh no, like yeah, shut everything sure. down. Yeah, you know, like, and the last couple of days have been crazy. So, just be careful, everyone. Uh, wash your hands. How do we fill the last five minutes of this pod? Not quite sure. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> kind of a it's kind of a meta moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Is this the last five minutes of this podcast? Who knows? Who knows? No. Okay. But, uh... mm. Coronavirus comes for us all. Okay. Um, so, Edmonton. How is that no score? Do we bother previewing Calgary? Uh, I, I, I mean, we can just talk briefly. I mean, you know, any Western Conference game is a big deal. In the event that there is a game in Calgary on Saturday, fans or no fans, what are you looking forward to? Well, keep in mind, the Jets are only a point behind the Flames. And Cal or Vancouver is also only a point behind the Flames. So, I mean, what I'm saying is that the Flames are also in contention, I guess, sort of, for that wild card spot. Last I saw, they have the last Pacific spot, but I'd have to check. Right, that's what I'm saying, though, is that, like, say Vancouver wins a game, like, it's going to drop Calgary. Oh, and both Nashville and Vancouver have a game in hand over Calgary. Right, like, at some point, Winnipeg needs to jump one of uh, Vancouver, Nashville, and Calgary. Well, you get Calgary and Vancouver coming up. Massive. Assuming we're still doing playoffs and everything, like. And and Minnesota coming up, too. Like, next week. The end of next week, they play Minnesota. Jeez. I mean, every game is important, but this next week and a half is just. Just brutal with important games. Um, Calgary. Are they actually good? No, I don't think so. I didn't think so either, but suddenly they're in a playoff spot. I feel like the half of the Western Conference is just me going, wait, you're in a playoff spot? (laughs) Yeah. Well, if by half the Western Conference you mean the Pacific Division, then yes. Like, Calgary's such a middle-of-the-road team that I can't really give you an opinion on them. I mean, but I feel like they, you know, I think I, I feel like I counted them out because they had such a terrible first half. Well, that, and they, you know, they fired the coach because of, uh, her, oh, yeah. I don't know, uh, yeah, racial mm. epithets. Yeah. yeah. That, those were the words I was looking for. Um, you know, they've been Did a little better since, well? but yeah, there were a bunch of behind the scenes stuff going on. Although I, I remember, um, there's a clip of Peter Laviolette punching the back of one of his players' helmets. I don't. I, he wasn't staring at him. I mean, he was on the bench, standing behind them. He was mad, so I don't think he was singling anybody out. So I guess that's a little bit 
different, but I have to find it. Anyway, not that that's super related, but um, okay, what about hmm? <laughs> Cam Talbot. Any good? Mostly bad? I'm going with mostly bad. Yeah. So I think just, I think yeah. Winnipeg wins the goalie battle. Let's just go with you know that he's just sort of there like the rest of the team. I mean I feel like the, the Jets are more talented than this team. Just just beat them. Just win. Right, but you know, the Flames are pretty middle of the road when it comes to things like expected goals and possession, which the Jets are not. Right, but we've got better players. Do they? Yes. I mean, yes, you have Connor Hallibuck, but I don't know. Okay, we have better forwards. Those were the correct words you were looking for. (laughs) But I mean, it's not like the Calgary blue line is that good. They've right, but it's, Giordano, an, but, but it's an actual NHL blue line, though. That's a good point. They've got Eric Gustafson, for crying out loud. Derek Forbort. Who the heck is Derek Forbort? <laughs> Forbort. I feel like that's a player I probably made up when I was, like, six. Forbort. Um, okay. Jeez, this pod went downhill fast. How much more time do we have to kill? I think we're probably good. Are we good? Good. We need to kill this podcast before the coronavirus does. Yes. Um, no, no more virus jokes. I'm, yeah. Don't, if I, if you hear me start to say something that sounds like a virus joke, stop it because I've made way too many in this, this episode. You got any closing remarks? Hmm. Wash your hands. Yes, please wash your hands. Wash your hands. All right. But okay. Uh, the I fact think that I have to tell you to wash your hands is probably not good. But, you know, again, that's a podcast for another day. You good? Yes. All right. So I think that's going to do it for us here at the Grid for 60 podcast. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Grid for 60 pod. Uh, you can follow TC on Twitter uh, and Instagram at TC underscore 904. And then you can follow me on Twitter at BFerrell727. Uh, be sure to participate in that Tankathon contest. And, uh, you know, check out that contact THPN page for uh, cool sales and, and stuff that help benefit the entire network. But, yeah, other than that, thanks for listening and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.